toxic fan bases. Oh boy, oh, this will be I'm fun. Mm. Sips alcohol at four o'clock in the afternoon. After <laughs> uh, <laughs> do after doing a uh, a video at four o'clock in the morning. Hey, listen, some of us just live to torture ourselves. This video is one of those. <laughs> yeah, because uh, if this doesn't become the most triggering uh, Control Chaos video ever, I don't know what will. Oh, uh, I mean, the fact that uh, Death Battle is going to be touched, uh, I'm sure it's going to trigger those people. Um, let's get into it. Let's let's start off with the lovely number one most toxic fan base, in my opinion, the My Hero Academia fandom. <laughs> oh. Now, to be fa to be fair, before this before this video, we started this video. Tyler said he was going to play Devil's Advocate here, considering Tyler out of all is probably the biggest My Hero fan fan. Yeah, I would, like, say, I would say that's no contest. Yeah, uh, you know, I I got into superheroes because of My Hero Academia. That's like what we're talking here. Uh, I I have a special place in my heart when it comes to My Hero. I definitely feel like uh, My Hero has opened up a lot of. I has definitely opened my eyes to a lot of other things. You know, it's opened my eyes to Black Clover and such. It's opened my eyes to Doctor Stone, and I I could go on, but like, yeah, the My Hero fan base is pretty fucking bad. And just to just to clarify, if if you like if you like the series, that's that's fine, that's cool. More power more power to you in every single way. Like, um, but at the same time, um. It's more a case of the people who think like my hero, absolute gem, masterpiece, nothing wrong with it. If you say anything bad about it, you are completely wrong automatically. Deku is the greatest hero ever, even though even though um even though I'll point out that hey, Suiko and Doctor Stone saved the world by herself. There there's there's a lot to be said Wait, and it, it, Go ahead, Tyler. Uh, I was about to say it's one thing to like believe that my hero is the perfect series like go ahead i like i don't care if you believe that my hero is the perfect series or that like midoriya is the greatest uh, protagonist that's fine it's one it's another thing to be a complete asshole about it and that's what a shocking amount of people don't understand yeah so i i don't know uh because you and i both go to cons tyler i don't know if you've seen this um trend with the my hero fans but they they go out of their way to be cringe and harass the voice actors at least from my personal experience with them um like to the point where they were doing like conga lines and shit and beyond the uh the banners for certain voice actors they were um there was a point in time where this uh was the fandom that was sending death threats to voice actors because they didn't deem them black enough to play a character in the case of miroko's voice actor uh, it, it's just a whole ass shit show for a lot of them, and that's what led initially to this topic uh, being brought up was back then, and she's been sitting on the back burner for a while as we kind of did other projects. Um, but it, it's one of those fandoms, like, I, I get that it's a starter pack fandom for a lot of people, and it's usually 
like the very young Gen Z, Gen Alpha that gets into anime and manga because of the series. And that's kind of where like I came from with Dragon Ball uh, in by that extent. But it was before the advent of social media at that point, too. And that's kind of what leads to this giant blob that is the cesspool of the I guess you can call it this echo chamber that they fall into of like Midori is the best protagonist. You have all these people that are just saying like, this is the perfect series. And if you don't like that, fuck you, you deserve to die. Um, there's nothing wrong about the series, even though like the more sane of the fan base is even like, yeah, maybe Horikoshi needs to wrap this up because it's dragging on. It's becoming really stale. It's becoming uh, this like mess, especially in this last arc uh, from what I've seen. Uh, somebody's yeah, discord was pinging there <laughs> yeah because it feels like he it feels like as an author he's trying to wrap up every single every single plot point to the point that it doesn't leave it it doesn't leave it open for anything even though we've said this before it's impossible to answer every single question about about a series ever but i feel like he's feeling the need like okay i've got to wrap up um Todoroki, I've got to wrap up. Uh, I've got to wrap up uh, uh, Uraka. I've got to wrap up Stain. It's like, okay, okay, you don't. Okay, you don't need to wrap up. You don't need to wrap up Stain. I think. Uh, I think Stain was fine where he was. Oh yeah. Yeah, like, like I can appreciate somebody who is all about like the details and like uh, trying to. Trying to make sure everybody, every everybody who's a fan of every character is satisfied, but at, at this point, it's moving about as it's moving about along as my grandpa, and he's dead. Yeah. Oh, um, yeah. And uh, I'm sorry, I've lost the train of thought. <laughs> yeah, I, I think um the the point that it kind of lost me was at the miracle stuff, like I said, but. Like, even before that, we had the villains uh, reunion at MyCon, and that's when I saw a lot of the, the cringe. Um, it was directed mostly towards Toga's voice actress, um, where they were just yeah. driving I, her absolutely fucking crazy. <laughs> and, and, that's, and that's another thing. That, that was the thing I was going to say. It's like, the people who honestly think that this series it, it does i don't know if you've noticed this you two but the people who seem to be like this is the greatest thing ever nothing wrong with it are usually the ones that are complaining the most about it yeah it's it's really the double-edged sword of the fandom and it, it just falls into all of the fandoms that we'll probably get to at this point as well because i i know it's also like the undertale one um it's also like a bunch of these other ones that are on this list um but when you perceive something as perfect, anything that goes wrong in that banner tends to sour towards you, and then you turn that outward towards the people that are creating it. Oh, you and I, Luke, uh, are old enough to remember like when people started hating Kubo because of Byakuya. Yeah. Oh. Uh, I didn't. I didn't put this down, but I'm glad you meant. I'm, I'm glad you mentioned it. it uh, okay, fan goes out there. It's nice that you like Biakia, but he really should have died in the last arc. Yeah, like it, it's 
it was to the point where there was literal book burnings uh, because he died. And then Kuo caved to the fandom and brought him back. Um, now, Bleach isn't as popular over in Japan as it is over here, but it was mostly this audience. And he's like, well, shit, I, I kind of fucked up because fans really like this character. And I want to make people happy. But you can't make every fan happy. I think this is the lesson he learned uh, from that. Now that yeah. he's back with Burn the Witch and maybe a Hell Arc, maybe not a Hell Arc. We don't really know what's going on with that. I get the feeling that the Hell Arc, Hell, Hell Arc will probably be anim, anime only. Like he'll 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 probably supervise it, like he's been doing the Thousand Year Blood War. But I think it'll mostly just be, hey, here's my notes on here's my notes of what I want in the Hell Arc. Like I think. Um, we'll we'll get we'll finally get to see what um, Ukitaki's Bonkai is, and if we do get a Hell Arc, um, but I feel like it is just going to be anime only. I feel like this is the way he wants to go because you're seeing Burn the Witch get anime first, and then um, get adapted. Um, and at least that seems to be how it's being treated. I never really paid the attention to the Burn the Witch stuff um, too heavily. Um, but yeah. Um... Now, now that you mentioned about the um, about the fan backlash and forcing uh, forcing stuff um, out of out of someone, um, I'm gonna be mentioning this again in the Cosmic Fury video. But guys on Twitter who were dis- who weren't happy with Andrew Lang voicing said in Dino Fury, shame on you. It's a weird one. Like the Power Rangers fandom. Uh- Tyler, you're newer to this, so you haven't experienced it as much as we have, but the Power Rangers fandom's always been like that, I feel like. Um, at least since I've been on social media, I've noticed it, and I've only been on social media for the better part of a decade at this point, um, but it's always been one of those fandoms that turns this shit on every adaptation whatsoever because they want it to be one-to-one from the Sentai, and they want it to you know, be perfect. They want everything to not be cheesy, but they don't like when the cheese gets cut out. They, uh, it's just that has got to be like one of the biggest like, what the hell are you even talking about? Moments when it's like, okay, so you you uh, okay, so you don't want you don't want Rangers being baked into a giant pizza, but you want a hamburger morpher. That's a weird way to put it, but yeah, it's it's funny. Like, I um. I noticed it a lot with these last two adaptations, I think, because it's when we started focusing on, like, the By the Era stuff. But, like, even before that, like, Ranger Board, um, Simon Bennett said it best, like, don't ever go on Ranger Board if you want to be happy as a Power Rangers fan. (laughs) Like, (laughs) paraphrasing his words there, but he's right. Like, that place is a fucking cesspool. Um, Yeah. And thank God I've never gone on it. I it's weird, though. It's weird, because, like, anything towards the comics seems to be super positive, right? Because it's gritty, it's, you know, a story that's telling based on nostalgia and, like, everything like that. But at the same time, it's a fresh new experience, and it's not one-to-one to anything because it's all fucking new. But they seem to eat that up, but anytime you try to do, like, original stuff in live action, like, Cosmic Fury was heavily, like, new uh, in of its own adaptation in itself. Like, all they used was the Zord footage um, and little bits of the original, like, I think it was even, like, all original fight scenes, too. Um, yeah, it was. 
So, like, there really wasn't anything adapted but the Zord footage, and people shit all over it, even though that's the same thing they're getting out of the comics. They're just sucking off constantly. Um, so, like, it's one of the biggest hypocritical fandoms, in my opinion, anyway. Yeah, um, and pretty much, uh, and pretty much, um, I've just got, I've just got to ask them, uh, I've just got to call the fan base out here. Like, if you believe, uh, if you believe that anybody working on the show should be automatically be a fan of it, then go out and touch grass. It yeah. helps, but it is not a requirement. Right. Oh, yeah, right. Because, I mean, by that logic, uh, by that logic, I should not be, I should not be working in retail because I don't like going out shopping. I mean, I'll go, I'll go out and do it for essentials, but aside from that, I don't like standing in queues, but apparently I've got to like that to work in retail. It's such a weird take to have seen. Like, I I get where they're coming from, though. Like Tyler said, like it helps. It does help if you like the thing you're working on, but you're not required to like every project you work on. I, I think I touched on this in the Lightspeed Rescue video because that that bullshit came out in the same around the same time as we were filming that portion of the post Zordon stuff. Um, like I'm not. I don't have time to sit down and consume every album that I want to now that I'm working on music. I don't have time to sit down and watch every anime on the planet. That doesn't make me invalid as a musician or as an anime fan because I can't fucking sit down and watch everything under the planet or listen to everything under the planet that's in the particular genre of the music that I'm currently creating. So, like... I I understand where the fans came from when they were talking to Simon there to an extent because it does help when you're a fan of what you're creating but like he said he doesn't really enjoy TV anymore because reasons and you yeah. don't have to sit down and enjoy TV like he's right like a lot of what's on TV is dog shit at this point like it's 97% reality TV with a few good shows sprinkled in doesn't make yeah. it not worth you know, the fact that he's working on something. Doesn't mean that he doesn't like what he's working on. He openly stated that he's enjoyed working on it, but he's not going to sit down and watch 30 seasons of Power Rangers because he doesn't fucking consume television. Yeah, and that, and that's fine of itself. And I get the feeling that he's more... Because he's mentioned this before um, when, I've, uh, retweet, when I've tweeted to him about it, that... It's obvious he prefers um, the theater, the li- the live theater stuff more than working on t- mm-hmm. uh, more more than actually watching TV, because mm-hmm. he has mentioned that what uh, now that he's finished his time on Parage is that he's going to be traveling and going to do and going to watch some theater. Yeah. Like th- there's nothing wrong with that. Like I I I I don't get the the necessity to attack every creator. Um, that social media seemed to have created. Like, that's the, the thing that really got me thinking about this topic. Um, and speaking of that, I think we should... Uh, <laughs> I think that's actually my Opera GX um, in the background. Let me just close that out. Um, I I think that the next one we really need to touch on uh, is fucking Attack on Titan. Um, because oh, that's... Uh, that's one that started a um 
a whole ass petition to create a whole new ending. Yeah, and then the ending, the ending that was created, apparently people didn't like as well. <sighs> so I don't know. I don't know what they were expecting. I I'm so confused with that one because right now. Uh, Isiyama, I believe is how you say his name, uh, the creator of Attack on Titan, um, it, he's making a special volume next year as an addendum to the ending that was created canonically, uh, which probably means we'll get another season of Attack on Titan after this one. <sighs> Why? Why are we really gonna have the season, final, uh, final, final, final the, season? Well, yeah, are, are we gonna have the final season, or, or part four, like part an, one? Or, or maybe it'll be like a like a like a epilogue OVA. Please, dear if God, if it's that, if it's that, just fine, okay. But don't call it the fi the final season, part four, part one. I might actually commit on a live if that happens. <laughs> like, no, don't, don't fix. It's not worth it. It's um, become the fucking meme at this point. Like that se series has drug on for a fucking decade of adaptations. But he, it's almost like he feels this this necessity to please everybody as well. Because we had this this fan final ending that kind of changed a lot of the things in the final arc to make it better for them. And I, if I'm not mistaken, they didn't even finish that project. They did one chapter of it and said, "Fuck it, we give up." Which again pro proves proves my point. The ones that do the criticism can't do the projects themselves. Right, and like I, I give them credit for trying. Because that's more than a lot of the critics will do, right? I'll give them credit for trying. Yeah, yeah. But if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, if you're gonna, um, say like, hey, we don't like the ending. We're gonna change it, and we're gonna do it, and we're gonna do it uh, for the whole final arc. But then give up after what after one chapter. Then it's like, at least come out and say like, okay, yeah, we admit that we kind of um, shot ourselves in the foot with this. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. That's that's all I really want out of these people is um, admitting they were wrong, right? And that what the creator did was valid. Because at that point, you're in, essentially admitting defeat. But you are admitting defeat. It's like, yeah, we can't do this. We, we've tried. We can't do it. Um, yeah. Um, and there's nothing wrong with admitting defeat. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Go ahead, Ty. Of uh, thing is, is like, I I feel like the thing is with like a lot of fans, they don't know how hard it is to write a story, right? Because, like, you know that oh one like like that one meme where it's like like split pathways. Mm -hmm. Think of that times a thousand. Yeah. That's a old Yu-Gi-Oh card, by the way. Right. <laughs> uh, it wasn't even a Yu-Gi-Oh card. It was from the anime. <laughs> no, like the split pathways uh, thing was. Um, that's a Yu-Gi-Oh reference. Yep. 
Uh, but anyways, uh, like especially like I consider myself a very amateur writer. I have like uh my big project right right now that I work on as like a little pet project. I've had. I am still in the writing phase of it, and it's been like five years, um, like four or five years, and I'm still in like the drafting phases. Like, like I can't. I have a hard time writing a fucking D and D campaign, let alone a, let alone right. an actual story that was adapted from uh from being fucking fan fiction to now its own standalone thing. God, yeah, like, I, I tried years ago to write a book, and I gave up fucking, like, three chapters in. <laughs> I, it was, it was way, it was way too much work for me to do at the time. With everything else I was doing, and this is, like, way, way back, um, when I was doing a lot more, um, physical shit, um, when I was, um, I had taken up, like, jujitsu and shit, so, like, I would come home and be really, like, exhausted from that. I would try to sit down, write a couple pages, and... I I get maybe a paragraph in and I I just couldn't even do that so I just kind of gave up. I might revisit that now that I you know have a better time management skills to some extent, but I probably won't. I'd probably scrap the whole fucking project and start over if I was to do it. But like there's like I I went through a phase of trying to do everything creative and then failing at all of them and now finding some success <laughs> music wise. Um. So like I get I get how hard it is to write a story. That's that's the thing I'm getting at. It is it is one of the hardest things because you have to plan out a lot. You have to plot out yeah. like the whole ass story arc character arcs. You have to like spreadsheet what you want to fucking deal with it to make it make sense. Yep. And, and uh, coming from someone who's actually gone through it and done it. Um okay, so in a few years' time, I'll be starting a, writing a book series. Uh, and I've already got the I've got the notes planned out for like the major plot points for each book. It's taken up like about fifteen pages in a Microsoft Word document. Yeah, like in in your self published too. Like you've you've done yeah. other books, so you know what the hell you're talking about. You know the struggle of it. It's yeah. it's a lot of fucking work, and these people just don't seem to understand and, that. And it's a lot of yeah. The, uh, it's a lot of dedication they're, they're, as well. They're, of, they're armchair quarterbacks. That's what. That's the best way mm -hmm. I can put it. They're yeah. a bunch of armchair writers who think, "Oh yeah, I, I I could write a story," but like you don't know how hard it is until you actually do it. Yeah. And then when and then when you say to the people like, "Hey, why don't you do it, Dan?" Eh, I can't be bothered. Right. Then shut the fuck up. <laughs> yeah. Um. But yeah, um, also as well, um, to go off on the Attack on Titan fan, fan base, I have never seen 
people be so hypocritical about about a series than when it comes to one particular character? Aaron? <laughs> no, no, Gabby. Oh. Because they kill off the fan favorite character. Everyone's like, she deserves to die, burn her at the stake, blah, 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 blah. But then when Aaron is saying, like, I'm going to commit genocide all over the world, that's a true leader. Yeah, that's a, that's a wild take from a lot of people. I've never really understood the Gabby hate. Like, I don't like her as a character because she's a shit character. Yeah, um, and people don't seem to realize that Gabby is basically what Aaron was at the beginning of the series because Gabby has been told all her life, like, these people from the, from this island are going to come, going to come, they're going to attack your people, they're going to attack your friends and kill them, and they actually do do that to her. Mm -hmm. So she's like, all right, I'm going to get my own back on them. Exactly the same thing that Aaron was doing. Yeah. It's wild, isn't it? Like, I... I... I don't really know how to put it. Um, shit. Um, that's um. I lost so, my train of so thought. So it's there. like uh, uh, Aaron and Gabby are parallels. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's th the way that to put was, it. That, that's what they. That's what. Um, oh, I cannot pronounce his name, but the author was trying to do. They were trying to show, like, hey, this is what Aaron would be like if he were if he wasn't on the island. Yeah. Um, that's, that's the word I was looking for. Um, so with that, with that being said, uh, I, I can speak on this one. Uh, I don't know if either of you guys can, um, Kingdom Hearts. Uh, I cannot. <laughs> so I have, I have never in my life witnessed anything funnier to me. Personally, like I, I wish Ann Arbor was here, but he's busy. I, I, I was one of the people that was sitting there stoked when they finally said, "Oh, Kingdom Hearts three is coming out." Right? It's been a basically a decade since we got a mainline entry game. You know, obviously, like every game is canon, including the fucking mobile game, so you can't even play anymore, which is why they need to fucking put the stories out uh, on some form of form of media make a goddamn Blu-ray or some shit um, of the cutscenes. But anyway, when Kingdom Hearts 3 came out, everybody and their mother shit on it. it. Because, and I'll admit, Kingdom Hearts story is a meme. <laughs> That's the best way to put it. It's a fucking meme. Uh, it, you need a, a high IQ to understand the Kingdom Hearts story. Insert Rick uh, meme here. And if a Kingdom Hearts fan says they understand the fucking story of Kingdom Hearts, they're they're a liar. Oh, no. Um, because it makes no goddamn sense whatsoever. But there, that does not mean that you need to shit on the game. It doesn't mean it wasn't a good game. That doesn't mean that it wasn't fun to play. Um, I'll admit, sitting as somebody that worked through retail anyway, sitting through. A fucking frozen with let it go on a goddamn loop made me want to rip my eyeballs and ears off. Um, I can imagine because I worked with in retail when Frozen first came out, and that song was one of the songs that was on that corporate sponsored radio station. <laughs> um, so yeah, that was torture for me. Um, but yeah, like the the game wasn't bad. It it was just 
a lot more in tune with uh, Dream Drop Distance flow-wise, and it played more heavily into the action aspect of things than the um, like first two games in the, the main canon, as people would call it, even though they're all canon. Um, the first two numbered games, let's, let's go with that. Um, it played a lot more heavy action style uh, with the attractions basically being tanks that you can just run around and destroy everything with. And a lot of people found that the game was too easy. And I will be the first to admit the fact that they did not release the critical mode day one was fucking stupid. Um, which is the hardest difficulty on there. So, like, not having that in basically the hardest you could go is, like, Proud, which is basic, uh, essentially, like, a hard mode on most games uh, versus, like, the fuck you difficulty. Um, it was a, it was a choice. It was a choice. Um, but it was not a bad game and it didn't deserve all the hate that it got, especially after a decade of waiting. Uh, now that we're, three years I think into waiting for more information on Kingdom Hearts 4 the fandom's going back into the defense mode and the cycle mode um kind of like um Yu-Gi-Oh goes through the cycles of like this is the worst pack ever this is the best pack ever this is the best archetype ever that you see or uh we'll go with the Call of Duty um metaphor where like every year that you get a Call of Duty fans initially love the first reveal the game comes out, they shit on it, they kind of go back to the last one that they already had hated, and then the cycle repeats itself. Um, they're going into that, like, defensive phase of, uh, like, now they like Kingdom Hearts 3. <laughs> but yeah, like, it, it was one of them. Like, go ahead. kind of funny you go into this, because, like, I mean, granted, these aren't, like, big, like, people who talk about Kingdom Hearts, like, 24, 7, 12, but, like, uh, content creators I follow, like, uh, The Completionist, or Kadekarist, or Some Call Me Johnny, uh, they have said nothing but positive things about Kingdom Hearts 3, even at release. That's wild, I never, um... I just started listening to, or watching Kadikaris, uh like last year, so I I didn't really um, dive too yeah, much into that. Uh, yeah, it was it was one of Caddy's older videos. Yeah, um, so I haven't got to that part of his backlog, so you know, and I didn't didn't even know about the completionist, um, you know, as a big creator until the the G four rebirth. So I started going back through his backlog um as well so like that those two i didn't really see but like everybody that i had watched um didn't like it because of how it played and like the fandom itself really just blew up on it um and i i figure it's just like the rpg purists because a lot of them came over because of the final fantasy uh, ties to it like in the first one you had a bunch of uh, Final Fantasy rep in it which was used as a market to sell the fucking game and then it went more and more like original as time went on uh, focusing less and less on the the representation from Final Fantasy 
it wasn't until the DLC that a lot of those characters came back, um, which was a choice, I'll admit, but it wasn't a bad choice because at that point, the game series had been established enough to stand on its own feet, you know, because at that point you had eight, nine games worth of shit that you know these characters and love these characters for. So you would think that they'd be like, oh, cool, I get to spend more time with the original characters and I don't have to go around and fight Sephiroth and have him violate my asshole for the third time. Yeah. But, no. <laughs> <laughs> uh, 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 fuck, I, I had a feeling I wanted to say something, but I forgot. Well, um, how about Pokemon, well, guys? Yeah, I was about to say. I was about to bring you. You tell the words out of my mouth, fix. Okay, so Pokemon, but more specific. Uh, I guess we could talk about both aspects: the anime and um, and the game se- game series. Um, okay, so I guess I'll I guess I'll start with uh, with um, talking about one aspect I he- absolutely despise about the um, anime side of things. When um li- when literally um people um um take something from from an episode as actual like this is actual filler that's that's filler crap blah 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 when it really isn't case in point episode thirteen of Horizons when they're like oh this is a flashback this is this is a uh, this is a flashback this is fi- this is filler what what is even the point here and I'm like um. It's meant to be downtime because literally up until that point, it's it's been nothing but action, action, action. Get to one place, one place. Okay, we've got to go here, got to go here. It's like, okay, let them have a breather episode. But they're like, no, we can't have filler episodes. This is this is meant to be serialized. It's not meant to be episodic. But the whole episode, literally the whole flashback, the flashback aspect, aspects of that episode was two minutes long. And there was a point to that episode. Okay, now I'm being reminded with you talking about like the whole filler thing. I'm being reminded of that one clip from like DBZ Abridged, where it's like uh, a little girl. It was like in one of the DBZ Kai Bridge uh, things, where it's like the little girl crying. She's like, Phil! and, and again, just crushed by a star. And it seems that they've not understood. They've not. They've kind of mis. Um, they kind of seen the word filler and thought like. Hey, this applies to Pokemon, even though filler came from the fact that it was it was from hey, an, anime's corrupt in the manga, and they don't have enough material to carry on with. Whereas Pokemon does not have a well, technically does have a manga, but that is completely uh, separate universe. Oh, yeah, you mean it, Pokemon's too much of a coward to show characters getting crucified, Luke? Uh. <laughs> Yeah, even though even though they've shown a cross before, <laughs> um, but no, um, and that's and that's another thing as well. When people try to bring in game mechanics into the actual series, when it when it's like, really, you really shouldn't be you really shouldn't be doing that. The Pokemon anime, even though it follows some aspects of the games, it doesn't follow them all down to the letter. Because if that's the case, then um, then. Um, Trip Snivy would be the most powerful. Would be the most powerful Snivy in the world. Jesus Christ, that's terrifying yeah. to think about. Um, but 
uh, another aspect uh, another aspect is that when they don't pay attention to what is actually going on in the episodes and they're like why did this happen why did this plot point happen uh case in point ash versus cynthia um so everyone was complaining like where was mega Garchomp? why did cynthia bring out the dynamax toga kiss and i'm just there thinking like aren't you watching the episode Surfetch did so much damage on Garchomp to the point that it was nearly going down. Like, what would be like, even if Cynthia went mega with Garchomp, the outcome against Lucario would have still been the same. Because going mega does not equal we're going to restore full power to our Pokemon. Yeah, like, I, I'm just curious what in the world, um, because I didn't watch the last two seasons yet, um, so I don't really have a lot of um, point of reference for that. But I did see the clips that you've sent me, Luke. Um, yeah. I, I did watch the first episode of uh, the new show as well to kind of get a feel for how it was going to go. So, okay, like, I don't really see a lot of the backlash for that other than what's on Twitter uh, being bitched about because it seems to be people screaming into a void there whenever it comes to Pokemon as well. So I don't really see any issue with anything that happened. Like, there there really there really shouldn't be as much stupid bitching going on. I, I'm sorry for the amount of swear words in this video. Uh, YouTube, please don't give this the yellow seal of disapproval. Uh, because I'm sure as fuck it's not been- editing... Um, it's mainly from the um, Pokemon uh, Pokemon YouTubers more than anything. Gotcha. So it's just content creators drumming up unnecessary drama where they can make a dollar. Yeah, because um, I um, I, and um, I, I know Tyler has watched a fair few of his videos, but. Uh, I brought up the Pokemon Arises episode because Lumia's trainer Sykes said that episode thirteen was was filler. It was it were uh, it was a really bad episode. He gave it a three out of ten, and I'm just there looking at. Why the are we rating like, Pokemon episodes? We're in our fucking twenties and thirties. <laughs> yeah, and he's married as well. So why why is he ranking Pokemon episodes like much um, I mean, grass? I, mean, I mean, to be fair, like. Uh, uh, for me, like rating stuff, rating stuff just helps me get my get my get my feelings across. Yeah, I get that. I'm just I'm just memeing here. Like there there is no need to be that negative on a show aimed at somebody that could be your child. Is what I'm getting at. Like yeah, um, you are not the yeah. initial target audience for it. You know yeah, <laughs> and the whole point of the flashback was um to showcase like because it was mainly um from um Liko's perspective about how far she had come in the in the 13 episodes which if you look at her from episode 1 to episode 13 that does make sense like she would be having that like hey I've got friends now that I'm around and I'm and I'm a happier person as a result of it and also it led into uh, um uh, Roy getting his second pokemon because of the fact that he bonded with it before he actually captured it right like I get the feeling that um, they own, they they'll they'll moan about it in the initial moment, but then when it's like okay, this is going somewhere, that they, they'll stop the moaning about it. Yeah, 
I also feel like a lot of these creators don't really hate things that they say they hate and they secretly enjoy them, but they want to make the dollar that their audience helps them get. But at the same time, I feel mm. like people tend to hate the things that they claim they love online for the same um, for the same reasons. Like a lot of, I feel like a lot of manga tubers, especially, start to hate and dread making their weekly One Piece reviews because they realize they've turned all of the things that they truly did love at one point into a hustle. Um, or at the very least, or at the very least, they're just overblown. They're just like when. People um, review multiple series at once. It's like, uh, it's like, oh, do I really want? It feels like the 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 treating. And if you want to treat as this, that's fine. Um, more power to you. But it feels like they're treating it more like a job to the point that when they're like, oh, do I really have to do this today? I really don't feel like it. Well, don't do it. Yep. Exactly. And I I feel like that's kind of where a lot of this internalized hate and this fandom came from because. One, you're consuming kids' content for the sake of monetizing it. And two, you're you're definitely burning yourself at both ends because at one point you truly love this franchise, but now all of your your fans don't like it, so now you have to turn it to exactly what they want to hear so you can continue to make money because you don't want to lose that returning view. Um, because that is a very hard thing to attain on YouTube. I will be the first to admit that. Um because audience retention is very difficult at times, especially if you're not talking in the same light as most of the fandom is. Um, case in point, when we used to review Promised Neverland. Yeah, and um, I'll be the f- and I've said it before. I'll be the first to admit that the ending for Promised Neverland ha- needs to be changed completely. I, I'm I don't um, give two shits either way. Like I'm so done with that franchise. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and also as well, um, anybody who says there's season two of Promise Neverland, you're lying. There's not a season two. We're uh, gonna we're gonna keep that running gag alive. Yeah, I, I season what? Uh, season what? Uh, yeah, yeah. I, I, I really I like, all... like. I launched the merch store today for the channel, like uh, through Stream Elements. I really want to make a season I... what. Uh, I, for really, that. I really just want you. Uh, okay, take the avatar that um, that. Uh, it's not on my di- the the one that um, was made for us. I just um, put put it next to put it next to um, a picture of the poster for season two of Promised Neverland. and have me saying like, "Season what? This never happened." Yeah, I I I, I, I will I would buy that instantly. I I could shit that together at some point for you and give you a link to it. Um. It'd be fun to do. I don't. I don't think I can make that a long print, uh, because it would okay, have copyrighted material on it. But I can make one specifically for you. <laughs> that's fine. That's fine. Um, and then for the general like- public, it'll be just a season what shirt if you're interested in it. <laughs> yeah. Um. But I feel like um one of my uh, and this applies to all the all the fan bases in general that um I feel like we'll touch up we'll touch upon is when changes happen. In in, fran- in franchises, when people are being moaning about, like, "Hey, we want this change to happen," and then when it does happen, no, it can't happen. Pokemon is the prime example of that. Yeah, yeah. Um, even though like... I, I'm sorry, I'm, I'll let you go in a, in a second, Tyler. But even though since Gen One that has been happening, we've literally had in the games a new protagonist. Yeah, 
and, and let's be realistic, like, no game has really, you know, had the same feel worldwise. Like, you've always had monsters, you always had, you know, a protagonist, you've always had a team out there that you have to beat. But, like, other than that, like, every game has had its own little feel, its own little universe. Yeah. There's no people, consistency there. And then people are like, I, I I can't play these games anymore. Why? I just can't keep up with all these Pokemon, even though that was the whole fun of Pokemon. It's like, hey, what does this creature do? Oh, no, what's Luke, this I want to have my Charizard from when I was five to come over oh to every God. fucking game. And that is the oh only Pokemon God. I will ever use ever. And then and then you say and then you say to the and then you say to the guy, uh, like Hey, um, let Charizard have a break. He was the cha- he was the ace Pokemon of the last uh, of the last champion. Instant block on YouTube on on Twitter, and I'm not calling it X. It's Twitter. No, you're right. I refuse to call it X. Um, but yeah, like I I am very I... much guilty of the wanting all of my Pokemon to exist forever. That's why they're sitting in Pokemon Home now. Yeah, and <laughs> I'll I'll say now, Mimikyu is my favorite uh, is my favorite Pokemon. But uh, I if it if it if it came out and it was announced that hey, a Pokemon uh, the tenth generation Pokemon is not going to have Mimikyu, I'll be like, oh okay, I, 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 at least okay, what have they got? Oh, I like this Pokemon. Okay, I'll have that. I like oh, I like this Pokemon. Oh, I have that new Pokemon. Oh, that Pokemon's cool. I'll have that. Okay, but let's be let's be I real. Mean, the fact that there's a sentient fucking trash bag shows that they they don't know what the hell they're doing anymore. <laughs> Uh, okay i will disagree i will disagree with you on that 100 because what did we have in generation one we had a sentient pokeball we had a bird and we had a and we had a pokemon literally yeah, based but birds on a exist pop- they're they're a thing uh, they might be government There's drones but they bags. exist <laughs> and we had literal sludge with its evolution being a certain word spelt backwards. Yeah, uh, with a, that's, what's a, that, that's what you find under the showers at any college campus, okay? That's a yeah, real thing. Oh, so you, so you cannot complain about the, tra- about, the trash ba- about the trash bag Pokemon. Okay, 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 I'll give you the trash bag. How about the fucking keys? Um, what, uh, again? With arms in our face. Again, we'll bring back to Generation 1. Upside down Pokeball, um, egg, eggs that are not eggs, even though they should be eggs. There is a crab Pokemon named Krabby. Yes. And a seal Pokemon called fucking Seal. <laughs> and the so crabs Bex- are what happens when you go to Fire oh, Island, okay? Oh, here we go. We're having Flex being the toxic fa- fan <laughs> here right now. <laughs> I had to channel my inner Twitter. Sorry. <laughs> okay, yeah. But yeah, that's basically what it's like with Pokemon. Like, literally, anything new about... Like, I guarantee those people who were complaining about Garbodor and Klefki back in the day are probably using it right now. I have a fucking Garbodor in my team! <laughs> no, not Garbodor. Uh, oh, what's its name? Uh, the, 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 isn't it fucking Garbodor? One second. Uh, how do you pronounce its name again? Oh, fucking... Ooh, Garbodor? Garboda. Uh, no. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's it. That's it right there. Yeah. Okay. Garbo- okay. That's... Okay. Clefkley and Garboda. I bet people who were complaining about them back in the day have have uh, used them in that time. Yeah. I do. <laughs> I still well, think his design's go- fucking stupid, but I use them. Yeah. You, <laughs> you can think the design's stupid, but you can't say that. Uh, but 
it's the case of like game freak running out of ideas or don't know what they're doing. No, because stupid ideas have existed since the beginning. Exactly. Um, but uh, oh, what I lo- I completely lost my uh my original trip. My train my toxic what? Twitter voice got you. <laughs> yeah, the to- toxic Twitter voice got got a. But yeah, bottom line, Pokemon fan base. If you don't like change, then stop playing Pokemon. I feel like they can you be applied like... to everything here. <laughs> oh, it can be. And but and and also as well to all those people who are like, hey, I'll watch every episode of um Pokemon, but not every episode of One Piece because it's too long, even though the Pokemon anime is longer than the One Piece anime. Um but yeah, the change uh but yeah, the changes can apply to every franchise. Uh case in point, Yu-Gi-Oh! And given given that we're doing the progression series, it was I feel like it was only uh, inevitable that this would be coming up. Yep. <sighs> yeah, oh, oh, Yugi, we all, yeah, we all, we have to have we have to have Yugi. Uh, what uh, we have to have Yugi all the time. Um, for for Neverworld, going, ew, why can't my childhood end? Even though I want fifty thousand episodes of Dragon Ball. Sigh. Heavy voices. Uh, puts round um, in chamber. Yeah, <laughs> and, and I'll just say I'll just say this as well. Like going back, uh, and I feel like this will probably have to happen at some point. Go back and watch the original Yu-Gi-Oh series. Like, uh, if there was one criticism I would say about the original Yu-Gi-Oh series is that none of the characters have any character development. What? Like, really? Okay. Okay, maybe Yugi, maybe Yugi, but uh, and Yugi and Kaiba but... are the only two that really developed, other than Bakura. And Bakura didn't get any goddamn development until near the end when they made him the main villain. Okay, okay, that that's that's fair. That's fair enough. Uh, but I meant uh, I, I was um, I should have tell me what that. in that series Tristan's dumb fucking ass did. I I, I was gonna say that that maybe was something Taylor did. Yeah, that was that was what I was that's what I was mainly referring to. I, I sorry Yugi, sorry Kaiba, I love you. I'm sorry, sorry. I won't, I, Kaiba I, I has enough and... petty in him that he made a goddamn space station to bring the Pharaoh back. <laughs> and I and I want to go to that space station. Uh, it's not a space station. It's literally Thunderbird Five from the Thunderbirds. Like look at look at that. Look at its space station. Look at Thunderbird Five and tell me that that he did not base that design of it. Like I is I strive to be as petty as Seto fucking Kaiba. <laughs> well, you well you want to know what you need to do, um, Fex. The first thing you need to do is get a briefcase, fill it up with Yu-Gi-Oh cards, go up to so- go up to someone with your favorite Yu-Gi-Oh card and say, "I'll trade it all for this." And, and then when they say no, you kidnap them. Yeah, and yeah. then force them to the death game. Yeah, and then and then. Kaiba was you... PG fucking jigsaw. Changed my mind. No, you're right, you're right. Uh, but yeah, the ones that I really wanted to focus on are um, Tristan and Taya. Like anybody out there who claim like, oh, uh, oh, the original Yu-Gi-Oh had the best characters, uh, best main cast. Okay, name me one thing that Tristan and Taya did after Judas Kingdom. Uh. Well, Tristan hit on Joey's blind sister. 
which if that's not creepy, I don't know what is. And Taya uh, and Taya did some dance dance revolution shit. That's about it. <laughs> oh wow. And and of course, everybody's favorite character that got the most development ever. Um the 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 Princess Peach of Yu-Gi-Oh! Mokuba. <laughs> the Princess Peach of Mokuba. <laughs> <laughs> which is crazy considering Kaiba which is crazy considering what Kaiba did in the virtual in the virtual game. <laughs> he literally yeah. made a princess your, clone of Mokuba. Your, your princess is in another castle, Kaiba boy. <laughs> like literally, can somebody please tell me what the point of Mokuba was other to then other to make Settle Kaiba look good? Uh, nothing. Uh, he, nothing. Absolutely nothing. Make Gozabora look like more You're of a dickhead. Mokuba with a brick. Yeah. And and I, in, in, in comparison, that brick would be my favorite character. And, and anybody who doesn't like us talking, talking crap about Yu-Gi-Oh! This is coming from like the biggest Yu-Gi-Oh! fanboy ever. This is coming from somebody that owns this series on DV fucking D. <laughs> this is coming from someone who's literally looking at the entire first season on DVD right now. Um, but then we get to like, then we get to like, um, uh, then we get to, then we have the shift. We have the series ending, so they make the spin-off series, and everybody, everybody shits on them until they actually watch the series. That, that is what that is what I think. Like, I gotta go grab toxic... my DoorDash. I'll be right back. Okay, that I feel like is like one of the most toxic things ever. It's like they'll moan about the series before they've actually watched it, and then when they've watched it, they realize, oh, this is actually pretty good right now. I was wrong about it, and then they won't even admit that they were wrong about it. It's like, come on, just say, hey, I was wrong to criticize this before I actually watched it. I'll judge a book by its cover. Like the, book the case, in, the case in point, uh, and I feel like uh, I feel like uh, even little even little Karibo, um is guilty of this because he was making all those jokes back in the day about um, Yu-Gi-Oh five Ds. Oh, card games on motorcycles, blah, blah 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 blah. But then when he actually watched the series, he admitted to loving it. So, yeah, and. And, um, and again, it might be because of the fact that it goes, it's like the whole change aspects about it. Like it's so radically different from what we're used to, what, what we're used to that we automatically hate it, even though, again, this is stupid. Even though, again, this is, I get the feeling, uh, I, I can, and I can actually say this, um, I get the feeling that these people uh, are being more autistic than an actual autistic person, because like one of the um, stereotypical things about autistic people is like we don't like change, we don't like change. But yet here I here I am saying like yeah, change needs to happen. Yeah, like change is good sometimes, guys. Maybe maybe be more accepting of it until like the series turns to absolute shit. There really yeah. hasn't been anything bad about any Yu-Gi-Oh! series that I've watched. There's been some pacing issues, but that's every series. Oh, yeah, abso absolutely. And um, from what I've seen of um, Arc, Arc, Fee, Arc Fee, yeah, because um, 
it's when I kind of like um, went into a bit of like, um, hey, um, I, I'm stopping watching Yu-Gi-Oh! Not because I don't like it. I just, uh, life kind of gets in the way. But mm-hmm. from what I saw of the first like 30 episodes of Arc 5, I was, ja- I was very impressed. So, go ahead. It's the greatest shit ever. I know. I, uh, um, okay, Fex, I know you're not looking forward to the pendulums, but there is one card, uh, the, the, uh, the, yeah, the pendulum error, but there is one card that I absolutely adore from the pendulum set because it's so freaking cute. I am going to, I am going to post it in this, um, in, in this, um, Discord, um, message just right now okay like i haven't watched a whole lot of arc 5 um either uh i watched a couple episodes when it was on like pluto or um the iptv that was on my like my samsung tv um because there's like an anime all day channel on there caught a couple episodes of it there um because they were airing like five d's they were airing that oh my fucking god that's adorable um, yes, I know. When I saw that, I was like, "Oh my god, I want that!" I mean, I don't know what it does, but it looks—it's just so cute. And uh, when she's summoned in the uh, in in the um, anime, it's like she'll be like, hey, "Oh, I'm incredibly shy. I'm gonna hide behind my pom poms." That's cute. Um, I got a couple episodes there. Sorry, I'm eating. Um, I got a couple episodes of it there. Uh, I caught some V-Range. I've never seen really anything of Sevens or Go Rush or any of that shit. Um, um, I, I've seen a bit of Go, uh, Sevens. Um, from what I hear about Go Rush is that it's a prequel as well as being a sequel because it involves time travel. Of course it fucking does. Um, time travel is bullshit. Uh, but, like... I feel like Arc 5, it, it's good, but then it gets, like, into, like, the multiverse shit, which is, like, uh Which we kind of knew was coming uh, at some point because of the fact that it's canonically confirmed that... Um, split Yu-Gi-Oh, in 5Ds. Yu-Gi-Oh, yeah, the Yu-Gi-Oh timeline split at 5Ds. So it's, like, you have... Uh, you have... Um, CO, uh, CO, sex, or whatever you want to call it on one timeline, and then arc five on another timeline. Yeah, so I mean, it was coming, we didn't know when, but it was inevitable. But yeah. and it might be the case with Pokemon now with Pokemon Horizons that could potentially be in another universe separate from Ash's universe. Isn't it confirmed that that's Ash's kid, though? No, no, it's oh. been it's been it's been revealed who that uh, who Leekle's parents are. Okay, cool. Um, that's how much I knew. Um, so that that's interesting. Like, and like I I fell out of playing the card game. I've said this many, 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 many times. Is like when the pendulums came out because it just kind of turned into magic. Uh, yeah, my, uh, but yeah, like though that was the era I kind of fell out from playing it. I went back in during the master the beginning of master duel uh, so i know yeah. a little bit of it uh but I, I do feel like the the card side of it too is just as messy uh yeah you and... have people that bitch every ban list you have people that fucking wail for this game that cause like this market to be absolutely absurd <laughs> go ahead yeah uh, yeah, and can you imagine if if it if it were if it had gone the way of the original manga, when it was just meant to be just about hey, get uh, hey a variety of games rather than just this one game. 
be interesting. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I was going to say, I kind of fell out of um, around the pension. I think it was because of the fact that they were just so broken at the time. It's like, all you'd have to do is put down, say, hey, this is a five scale. This is a five scale monster. This is a one scale monster. So now you can summon um, as many monsters to field that are in between those uh, those um, two um, scale um, areas, and you would get monsters that are like, oh, we are three scales, but we're like three thousand attack. Jesus fucking Christ! Please actually end me. Yeah, and uh, and. It, and it was just so annoying because they would never go. They would never go to the graveyard. They would always go back to the extra deck because yeah, it's like a pendulum swinging back and forth, back and forth. I get that. I do get that, but it doesn't make it any less annoying. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I was waiting for someone else to say something. Um. Well, until that pendulum, um, until that pendulum gets stopped in somebody's hand, which is, which can be uh, sh shown by pendulum monsters going to the extra monster zone and sitting up there like a big piece of sadness. I'm sure we'll get into more of this discourse when we get to the pendulum era and the progression yeah. series. Um, yeah, but like, there's there's a lot of this. Uh, on especially like right now um with the master duel being like this antithesis to the actual card game as well because it's it seems to have like a better landscape for play than the actual like traditional tcg because konami seems to care more about making it playable than they do their actual goddamn game <laughs> yeah which I feel like that's all come about because of the fact that it came out pretty much around when the um, pandemic was happening. Mm -hmm. So, like, nobody could actually go out and um, do the card game uh, normally at that moment in time. Well, you had remote duels, and... um, which was how they were kind of doing, like, tournaments, I guess. Oh, okay. But, um... Like, I saw Ian Arbor retweeted, like, uh, Yu-Gi-Oh! players are on a different level because there was a dude who was asking for, like, judges' rulings, like, because they were in the middle of a fucking war zone and they were going to do, like, remote duels for their, um, their tournament. Like, because they're in a war zone, they might have to evacuate. They didn't know if, like, moving the, the actual play location from bunker to bunker would be considered, like, stopping the duel. Um, wow. Which is devotion uh, to something that I would never have like I, that would be the so, last thing on my mind in a war zone is playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. so basically be... so be, uh, i've got i've got to say this um the joke about the um, card game um, dictating the fate of mankind that's actually come into real life now we're, we're, now that you've mentioned that yeah it just blew my mind because like my ass would be more worried about like am i going to live to see tomorrow than uh Playing fucking Yu-Gi-Oh through a webcam yeah. in the middle of the fucking war zone. <laughs> no, no, the blue eyes means more than this AK-47. <laughs> Just uh, put the Kaibakor logo on; it'll be more powerful, right? That's how that works. <laughs> yes, yes. Um, 
Well, I mean, well, in all honesty, technically that's canon because all a fucking Gozabora really used to do was he was a fucking war criminal, right? <laughs> uh, yes. Yeah. Well, technically that is well, technically that's a filler arc, so it's not it's not canon to the original series. But yeah, you're right. And Kaiba blowing up his war criminal dad's island. And then his war criminal dad's ghost tries to get him, and he's like, um, nope, I won't let you win. Yu-Gi-Oh, everyone! Isn't it great? Yeah. At least this fucking filler is more fun than Naruto's. Which oh, we'll get God. to uh, eventually. Oh, God. I, I, I uh, like I said, folks, um, the only thing, the only thing that's truly broke me is, um, is a certain horse in a certain series. Oh, oh, you, you mean the lovely rape horse in Berserk? That's what broke you? We can't say that word. We're an hour in. If YouTube's checking that word at this far in, I'm going to be shocked. And considering you the first that. 30 minutes of this was me saying fuck every third word. We're not getting ads on this. <laughs> no, no. I, I would honestly, I would honestly be surprised if we did get ads uh, ads for for that, but not for the sword on video. Um, Still trying to wrap yeah. my head around that one. Um, but yeah. Um, so I had a few. I had a few more that I uh, that I had on my mind. So one of them being um, people. Who, yeah. Well, we've already we've already took kind of touched on on this. Uh, well. Not really, but people who claim things are woke today, but not back then. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah. Case case in point: um, Power Rangers with um, the Red Ranger in Cosmic Fury. Even though we've had Red Rangers before that are female. Oh no, 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 Luke, Luke, no, we haven't. No, Samurai doesn't exist, and uh, Squad A doesn't exist. Apparently. Yeah, and apparently, and apparently, uh, and apparently, we um, uh, having a having a canonical lesbian couple is not allowed, even though we've had diverse, di diversity. You know that one really baffles me. One. It, that one really baffles me on a different level because usually cis men love seeing lesbians in media. Yeah, I don't really get that, um, and then. People say like porridge has gone well because of all these things in Cosmic Fury, and I always go back to episode five of season one, where a when a hard of hearing um, hard of hearing character wa uh, was the MVP of that episode. Yeah, that that like I I I really I want those people bitching about it being woke to go back and rewatch season one of MMPR. Yeah. You it's have like, diversity it's... from season one on down. Yeah. Uh, like you, you, have... you had a black ranger, you had an Asian ranger that was the yellow ranger. That's definitely not racist coded, but like uh, you, you've had diversity inclusions there since episode one. And then episode five, you had the hard of hearing person. You've had, canonical uh female red rangers you've had all of this shit from the beginning of the franchise but you're you're bitching and moaning to hear yourself bitch and moan because you want social media points and that's what it boils down to 
Yeah, ever goes, ever I, since the Trump era, we've seen this more and more. And I hate to get political, but that's what really brought it on because he really thrived mostly solely on rage politics. Yeah, yeah. Oh no, no facts, no facts. We can't have politics in our media, even though, even though there's been politics in Power Rangers before. I, I, I don't know what to tell you if you don't see the fact that Space Patrol Delta is political or Time Force, where you're a literal fucking time cop, is political. <laughs> yeah, or, or, to, or, talking, or talking about the fact that, uh, hey, hey, we, hey we, had, we had discrimination against this, uh, against this rest of people because they were born differently in, in the case of Franzic. Like, Media literacy is a lost art at this point. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um, and there was one other point that I wanted to bring up. Um, because, one piece. Um, one piece. That's no, all no, politics. Not, no, no, not not just one piece, but also when people are like Doctor Who has gone woke, and how dare how dare it be polit? How dare the um, Chibnall and Moffat errors be? Um, be polit political when literally in the first season of the revived series there was there, there was the um the uh, episodes in downing street which is basically the U the the home of the uk prime minister yeah also he's a fucking illegal alien literally and also as well in the in, in the classic series there was an episode which literally was written because the uh because the riot at the time was pissed off about paying taxes uh, ta paying more taxes so he made the doctor a a a basically a terrorist that uh, that overthrew the government right like how of all the shows do we see people bitch about doctor who who is an yeah. alien from another planet here technically illegally and also as well and also as well he's he technically going against the higher up higher ups right. uh, of of his of his people because he's meant to be a rebel that's sticking it to the man even though sometimes he is the man <laughs> i right. don't get that um but also as well um in Jodie Whittaker's first season when they were bitching about like oh a man uh, was seeing a male pregnancy and then when people when people rightfully called out like uh Red Dwarf did that back in the 80s they were they were like uh, uh it was a different time back then people weren't uh people weren't such sensitive snowflakes you're the snowflake you're the snowflake the one bitching about this is the fucking snowflake yes go get a mirror yeah, and also as well, also as well, um, the doctor. I, I don't remember. I don't think I remember seeing this, but it was it was bound to be out there at some point. Um, the doc, the female doctor being um, being uh, in a sort of um, in a sort of relationship with their female companion. Uh, I, somebody had to have said that, and to that I'll say like, um, what about Captain Jack Hartness, who is a canonical pansexual? Listen. I don't understand anything about Doctor Who fandom because I'm not a fan of it. Like, I'm not the biggest... And that's fine. Like, but I've seen enough bitching and moaning, like, online to understand, like, there's enough discourse out there to fill an entire shoebox of fucking documents, there, but... There, there is. There really is. Um, and, oh, and again, going back to Doctor Who isn't political, literally, uh, literally... 
um, second second story from the classic series, you get introduced to the Do- the Daleks, who are basically the most if you Base cannot, racist. If, if you cannot get any more political than the Daleks, uh, uh, if you cannot understand that the Daleks are the most political thing in sci-fi, then I'm sorry, you're living under a rock because they are li- they literally talk about. Um, Talk about exterminate. exterminate anybody who is not Dalek. Um, their lead, their, their creator is basically an allegory for Hitler. Yeah. To the point that in, in his first episode, he had basically a, uh, oh, what that um, Hitler, the right hand man of Hitler um, uh, um, personnel. Yeah. Like, I, I, I've watched maybe a season and a half of the reboot of Doctor Who with Red. Um, and even I got that, like, the second I saw the Daleks on that, like, it's just coded, you know, to be the Nazis. Like, it's genocide. Like, that's the entire goal of the fucking Daleks. Yeah, and literally a German fan of the show came up to Peter Capaldi and said, are the the Daleks based on the Nazis? And he basically outright said, yeah, they are. How the fuck did you not get that? (laughs) Are you stupid? (laughs) I... I I I really I re- really believe that we need to start teaching media literacy classes. Oh, absolutely. I agree. Hey. Because then then you won't get people moaning about stuff like this, and especially in One Piece. So we can we can finally move on to One Piece. Oh, uh, One Piece, One Piece, One Piece, One Piece. Luffy is Where a terrorist. Do we begin? See, on one side, people, there are people that are like, oh, One Piece is supposed to be a serious story about serious issues. When you have literally a rubber boy who blows into his thumb and creates, like, a giant balloon hand. And on the other side, you have people who think one, One Piece is supposed to be all goofy when, like... When you literally have slavery happening, and a uh, and a and quite possibly the most messed up thing happening, when you can literally be turned into a toy, be forgotten by everyone in the world to the point that your wife dies, forgetting who you are. Yeah, like here's the thing about being like serious and goofy: you don't have to pick one or the other. Yeah, you the- can do both. That is life as well. That is what happens in life. You can have you life is full of hey, we have goofy mo we have goofy moments like what we're doing right now, just goofily um bashing toxic fandoms. But on the other hand, in life, we have serious moments. Yeah. I, I'm and just I sitting my, here letting my, y'all talk about one I piece want, while I finish my lunch slash dinner. Yeah. And I want my mic drop for that. <laughs> but yeah, I don't I really don't get the um the fan base the fan base some sometimes. Now when they when they honestly do point out like, yeah, this could have been done better, that is, that's fine. But when they're just straight up saying stuff that really doesn't add up based on the evidence shown in the series, it's like, come on, go out there and touch grass. I, I feel like I feel like one of the most infuriating things about the fan base is when uh is all the crap that's going on on twitter 
Yeah. Yeah. Like, like, can we just all collectively agree that if Twitter goes down, it will probably be one of the best days in history? Yes. Like, I, I love the ability to network on that app. I really do. But my god, every day I log onto that site, I feel like I age 10 years. Yeah. Um, and, um, and it wasn't, was it didn't used to be that bad. It, it really didn't. It really got, and I hate saying it, but like it got worse when Elon took over because he just allows like unfettered access to everything from like bots to fucking, you know, allowing actual hate speech to be on there. Yep. Like I see, I see accounts that I have blocked personally still boosted on my front page. Which, you know, the whole fucking function of a block button is to, I don't want to see this content anymore. But he'll allow them to make like six, seven, eight accounts. And it's like, oh, great. I still got to see this con on my front page. And just literally, it's a paid advertisement too. So you see fucking Nazism literally promoted on the front page of Twitter. Yeah. Um... But there's a reason why I got rid of my Twitter account. There's a reason why I got rid of Twitter. There's a reason why I don't really um, post anything on Twitter anymore. <laughs> because, because of that. Because literally, you could post one thing and then people will be like, uh, like, say for example, if I was to post like, yeah, I don't really care for the, la- for the, uh, for the last half of 1.0. I would have all the one, most of the One Piece fan, uh, fanboys. But Is that really a hot you- take? Like, I thought Wano wasn't really that well liked by a lot of people. Um, I don't know about Tyler, but I, uh, I've seen people defending it. But in my in my opinion, the Egghead arc which we're in right now is better than Wano. It's better than the whole of Wano. Yeah, rubbish the same thing. And I and I will and I will die on a hill with that with that take. Honestly, currently, uh. I typically don't like uh, judging arcs before they're completed, but right now they're on an equal playing field for me. Okay, fa- fair enough, fair enough. You see, Twitter, that is a civilized um, discussion. It's not, you know, sitting on the front page and, uh, like, Kagura Bachi clears One Piece. Oh my god. That that's uh, when people when a series has a really good first chapter and they're just like this is gonna be the greatest thing ever. See, the, really the thing was it. that fucking first chapter hadn't even legally been released. They were reading the scans and hyping the shit up, and I read it and I'm like, you're just reading Demon Slayer. You're literally yeah. reading Demon Slayer. Yeah. Congrats. Uh, That'd be but, like me uh, going in and saying like Naruto's the greatest thing ever when it first dropped because I'm reading fucking Dragon Ball. Um, but yeah, um, and I feel like a lot, and I feel like a lot of it, um, uh, a lot of the toxicity comes from when, just when people are like, hey, I don't particularly like this character, and they're, they're just like, how dare you, how dare you say that? This character is so awesome and so cool. Like, I am not the biggest Sorrow fan in One Piece. How um, dare you? Yeah, how dare I? It's like I honestly believe. Uh, I honestly believe Brooke is a better sort. Is a better. Uh, is a better um, uh, straw hat than uh, than Sorrow. 
Okay, oh, okay. Oh, okay, 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 okay. Hancock or Nami? Uh, well, considering, uh, well, considering, uh, ha Hancock, um, uh, Hancock only has eyes for Luffy, I'd go with Nami. I think Nami's the most Robin. boring fucking character. I, if I put Nico fucking Robin in there, it'd be no contest, okay? Everybody simps for Nico. Um, but with um, but with um, uh, Brooke and why I prefer him so, I just think Brooke has m much more going for him. It, it as an actual character. Yeah, no, you're right. Like I, I love Zoro because I love a swordsman. But and this is somebody Honestly, that like, I think this is somebody that's not caught up with One Piece. You know, I think the thing is with Zoro, a lot of his character development, like or like. Like, a lot of his development is like very subtle. Mm -hmm. It's like yeah, um, but also as well, I don't. In your... Yeah, uh, fair enough. Um, but also as well, I don't know if you would necessarily agree with this title, but I feel like a lot of Sorrel's development as well comes from how he is around other people as opposed to himself. Um, uh, fair, fair enough. Yeah, cause. Uh, because uh, um, his development as like uh, as what drives him it comes from the fact that he's trying to live up to Kawina um, to uh, to keep that promise of being the greatest swordsman and um, his, and what and what becomes of his defining moment as a character with the nothing happens scene that all comes from the fact that he's willing to that he's willing to sacrifice himself for Luffy. So that's just my that's just my way of looking at it. Like his development comes from like uh, how others around him influence him, as opposed to uh, as opposed to him him being an influence to others. If that makes sense. But I feel like that could also be interpreted as like uh, Luffy and Zoro kind of being like opposite sides of the same coin. And that's fair. Yeah. That's fair. As, as, and not to mention like. For most of Zoro's life, he's been on his own. Like he spent most of his time as like a freaking bounty hunter. You know, Going after in, Wicked like, Dick. I just wanted to mention Wicked Dick, the greatest yeah, One Piece like, character ever. I, I can't imagine like being a bounty hunter is a very social life. Yeah, oh, no. it's not at all. I would assume so. It makes sense. Yeah, um, but I'm just gonna say this is like a controversial um, take as well. Um, but I don't know if others uh, others agree with uh, others would agree with me. Um, and they could be as toxic as they want at this point. But I honestly prefer the um, uh, the first half of One Piece to the second half. I would. Understand, but respectfully disagree. Okay. Um, I just feel like when we got to Wano and after Wano ended, I was like, finally, we can finally get back to adventure that's not like, hey, we need to go to point A, we need to go to this point, then we need to go to this point, then we get sidetracked, and then we need to go to this point. Yeah. I feel like that's what the second half of One Piece has lacked, um, which has Got which uh, which we've gotten back in 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 Heghead because um, 
from Punk Hazard to Warner, we always had like, okay, we know where the set destination is going to be. Um, uh, whereas, whereas in the in the first half of the series, um, we didn't know where we would be going next. I mean, to be fair, the first half also had this because initially they wanted to go from Water Seven to Fishman Island. Then they got stopped at. Th- and they got stopped in the Florian Triangle. Then they went to Thriller Bark. And they went to Sabaody. Okay. I, I, okay, I will agree with you on that front. And then the Straw Hats got separated. And you get my, okay, you get my point. Yeah, I get, I, get, I get your point. I get your point. But I just prefer, like... Um, uh, I just prefer, if, like... Because it, it, it was mostly, like, we didn't know where we were going next. Um, I'll be at, right back, at guys. Point. At points, but okay. I I get what I get where you're coming from, so I kind of understand. But I just prefer that I just prefer the more sense of adventure um, to like oh we're we're now we're now in the new world um, and now we have to face down the Yonko. Because honestly, I don't find Kaido and Big Mom interesting as characters and as villains. But also to be fair, like uh, uh, we we we've gotten characters like Doflamingo and Katakuri, and I don't think Law would be as as big of a character as he is if it weren't for like Dressrosa. And that's fair. That is fair. I I will admit Law is one of my favorite characters. Uh, we we've also got Yamato for as much of a headache as they cause me. They are a Big popular fan favorite character. Oh, they... uh, yeah, I, are... I feel like um, Yamato. Like this is just my take on on Yamato as a character. Is that I feel like Oda wanted to um, wanted to do because uh, uh, I don't know if you noticed, but Yamato when she when when. Um, when Yamato is introduced, um, um, I feel like Oda wanted Yamato to be what Tama was at the beginning of the arc. If you if you notice that, yeah, yeah, and I just feel like what was the point of uh, doing? Uh, what was the point of have, bringing in Yamato if you were just going to do the same thing that you already did with Tama with Yamato? If if you get what I mean. Now, granted, Yamato does have does have um, really awesome moments, so I will admit mm-hmm. that. But I just feel like I just feel like okay, Oda was building up Yamato to join the Straw Hats, right? And, and we, then, uh, and we were prepping for that, but then completely went completely backtracked on it, and that's what I feel infuriates me the most about Yamato. Fair enough, uh, yeah. but uh, at Oh yeah, we have, uh, we have Jinbei officially joining the crew. So I feel, uh, as someone who prefers Jinbei to Yamato, I mean Jinbei's. My I I can understand. I can understand. I can understand that. I can understand that. Not to mention, like, this arc has so- had some of the best fights in the series. I'll I'll say that straight up. Uh, like I think Robin versus Black Arachnia. I think that's the best fight of this arc. And one of the best post time skip fights. Uh, all 
Luffy and Company versus Kaido, also very very entertaining. Sanji versus Queen, Frankie versus uh uh Sasaki, Jinbei versus Who's Who, which kind of set up like the whole history of the Nika fruit. Uh which that's a whole topic in and of itself that gets the fan base riled up. Yeah. Like does does the Nika Nika fruit take away from Luffy's development? Because it's... Uh, um, and I don't know, um, because I've not watched Naruto, but it's sort of similar to what happens in Naruto, isn't it? Um, I mean, like, uh, in what way? In, like, na- um, from what I understand, Naruto at the beginning of the series was talking about, like, I'm gonna. I, I'm. I, I'm not gonna. Re- uh, I'm not gonna rely on um, being a special one to be to climb to the top when he really is the special one. Yeah. Well, being being when, the special person was never. Was like. Uh, I'm. Uh, whereas. Uh, uh, and with Luffy, Luffy's devil fruit seemed like the most normal thing ever. But the way he adapt he used it adaptively was uh, was what was what in was what in was endearing about it. But nope, it's the it's the biggest it, it's it's the it's the fruit of a god. I mean, so I mean, so is for uh, uh, the human human fruit model Daibutsu. That's literally the freaking Buddha. Uh, yeah, but so it, are like all the mythological creatures and and all that. Yeah, like, but it, it it was more of a case of like it. I don't feel I don't feel it had like this is just I've always said this. I don't feel it had enough foreshadowing that Luffy's fruit was what it was. Really. Like if they I mean, if they had we, if they had said if they had said more thing uh, and everybody everybody like really gets enraged when I say that like there's been there's been people who have put like paragraphs upon paragraphs about me saying like when I say that I don't feel Luffy's Devil Fruit was um, really built up to being um, this big reveal that as big of a reveal as it was people have just thrown like paragraphs upon paragraphs upon paragraphs um, at me because of it. I mean, we did get that, like, um, like, we we got the fact that the world government was after this 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 fruit, uh, and like we have the fact that like, uh, well, not really the fact that they suppressed its true nature, like, uh. I I feel like the main setup factor here was Jinbei versus Who's Who. Like, oh, but like, Luffy's Devil Fruit can set fire underwater. I think we can both agree that's not very. Like, even with as wacky as One Piece and Devil Fruits can get, I don't think if you. Th- if you put Ace in that scenario, I don't think he'd be able to set fire underwater. Okay, that's fair. That's fair. Now, with that all being said, I do like I do like that it turns Luffy into a cartoon. 
Oh, I absolutely, especially in the anime. My God, they go all out. Yeah, but that's just my hot take about One Piece and the talk and the fan base and just exp- and just show ch- showcasing like how the fan base will just will just try to defend uh, an opinion I have about uh, about Luffy's Devil Fruit to the nth degree to the point that I was just like, you know what? I really don't have time for this. Yeah, I get that. Yeah. Uh, anyways, of uh, I'm back. So uh, this this isn't. Oh, welcome back. Uh, I I think like we should get to the death battle bit really quick. Um, yeah, because um, we're hitting I mean, there was... an hour and a half on this. Oh uh, wow. Um, I mean, there was Sorry. just one other topic before we got to the death battle that okay. I had, which Go was ahead. the um. Which was the manga fanboys who who bitch and moan about anime in every single detail. That is a valid one. Like I'm not concerned about time. I just uh, don't want it to go too long. Um, okay, but this this was the last one that I had on my list. Okay, before uh, the death battle one. So you know those types of people that uh, analyze every single in between frame on Twitter. Uh, yeah, that's what you're talking about. <laughs> Yeah, all the all the ones who yeah, all the ones who will be like, how dare they cut this from the from the from the from the manga? Like, I want I'm here. Like, particularly the people who have been uh, compared. Now, granted, with most of them, they've been pretty cool about it. Pretty cool about the changes that have happened with the uh, with the Thousand Year Blood War, taking out the unnecessary repeated dialogue. But then there'll be people out there who are like, we want the unnecessary repeated dialogue. I just want to see some big old melons in the anime. That's all I care about. <laughs> yeah, and, uh, Those people on Twitter are the ones that are just like, why though? Porn exists if you're that porn brain. Go go, go to the yeah, hub. Um, or when you have people who are like, um, oh, this character's hair, hair, this character's hair is not is wrong. Like, oh, there's there's not enough muscle that on the on this character, and I'm just there thinking like, how? How is there not enough muscle on this character? It's like, well, uh, compared to the manga, compared to the manga, um, I, I will okay, say I, I do I mean, want to see Yoloichi's booty jiggle. That's that's all I care about. I, I am the biggest hypocrite there. <laughs> I will say, like, there is like you know good stuff that can like come out of like dissecting stuff from like you know if you like try to learn how like something it's produced oh absolutely like absolutely but uh that's not what we're talking we're talking about the people who who will like literally have the manga panels right next to them and be like no this is not how it went in the manga even though even though it's literally like in the manga say for example it would have a line like going like hello there and then the immediate next panel is the same is the same exact panel but just like yo there and then they'll be like, hey, uh, and then the anime will take out, like, say, the yo there part. And people are just like, no, that's, they can't take out that line. That's really important, even though it's the exact same line. It's, I, um, brain function. Um, so the, the, the shitting on the Americanization of it is one aspect, like, where they, they try and make it more accessible to all audiences, right? So, like, slang you would see in, say, a Scanlation site versus the official translation. 
Uh, and, and they don't like the official translation, so right. they're like, we're going to go for the pirate ones. Yeah, we see that in anime. So, like, their only experience is, like, from Manga Panda, uh, or, you know, Manga Dex versus Viz. So, they're used to the fan translation, so they're like, but here it says, but right here it says in the official version that they're adapting it from, you're fucking and- idiot. Um and people are like, we've got to support the official. We've got to support the official release. But when we don't like the official release, we're like, we're going to use scanlations. But like, even though the official release goes back to the author, right? But like, I've seen some of that on Twitter and on you know just in general. But I, I really haven't seen a lot of people lately. Uh, dissecting to a microscopic level, which is a good departure. I've seen some people like, okay, this animation's rough. Um, with like Ayakashi Triangle when it first got revealed, like the first, yeah, like Uh, even I was saying that looked rough. Uh, yeah, and when the first teaser poster for Mission Core Family got revealed, I was a bit like, yeah, I don't really agree with this. Um, but then when we've a- now that we've actually got the official, like, hey, these are what the characters are going to look like in the anime, like, okay, that looks a lot better. Yeah, it's um, one of those where I'm like, okay, cool, like it's it's getting better, and obviously, like when stuff gets revealed, you're getting one still or like stills of certain characters and not a whole lot of like in motion stuff and animation obviously has to be in motion for you to see exactly what's going on so it's really weird to see like just the the teaser image right because it's not the it's not how it's going to look fully yeah but that's when you get the most reactionary side of it like oh it looks like shit well it's a frame of the fucking anime. Chill. We don't see. We haven't seen a trailer yet. Now, if it's the same yeah. ugly animation in a trailer, then I'll be a little bit more critical of it. You know, where yeah. like, okay, I'm, I'm not a fan of how this looks, but it doesn't mean it's not going to be a good adaptation. Yeah, and now, for now, one uh, now the anime side is not off the hook either because it's like you'll get the anime toxic people who are just like. Going on Twitter, and then somebody, and then they'll see somebody like, um, "Hey, I can't wait for this ca- this character to show up in the anime," and they're just like, "Dude, that's a spoiler! I'm trying to watch it completely blind." How? Or how are you watching something completely blind when nine out of ten shows are adapted? You'll get like the occasional anime original series, like Kill the Kill was originally anime only. And then we got a manga after. Darling of the Franks was the same way. Like, you eventually got a manga of it. But, like, most of the time, it's just anime. It's just an adaptation. So, like, fucking Makima being the control devil. It's not a spoiler. It's been out there in the wild for fucking years. this is uh, uh, this perfectly um, goes into what we were what we were going to talk about with the death battle because. uh, next death battle is Gojo versus Makima, and you got a dead all... character versus a dead character, which is really fitting. <laughs> just, yeah, like but... as long as like death battle is like, like, like gives a spoiler warning for like both analysis an- analyses, they're not gonna do like, it. We know damn well they're not. They, gonna they, do they that. have done it. Really, I've never seen that. Uh, they did it for Blake versus Mikasa. 
Um, they gave a spoiler. Okay, I mean, granted, it was a it was in a corner box, but okay, they right. did give a spoiler. But well, that's more uh, than yeah. they used to do. Yeah, that's more than they used to because I remember I remember back in the day, um, uh, one reaction channel um, got really super. Uh, really super annoyed when they revealed that uh, in fairy tale, um, uh, Seraph's older brother, Seraph was Natsu's older brother. No, how like, dare you well, spoil that for me? Yeah, and it's just like, um, don't you know how Death Battle operates? They're using but the feeds. weird thing is, they, they've been a spoiler warning for Ace's death. <laughs> really? Yeah. Uh, yeah, they did. They went huge spoiler warning in three, two, one. Yeah, he's dead. Oh god, I um, didn't watch that one. So, yeah, it was uh, Ace versus not. Yeah, Ace versus Natsu. So it was the same. It was the same video. Um, but yeah, um, but yeah, I, I am just um, going into a bunker because I am uh, I am waiting for every single anim uh, person in anime only Chainsaw Man going. Uh, with them going and Makima, the control devil from Chase of Mind. Wait, she's the control devil? What more? I'm only watching the anime. Like, uh, don't spoil that for me. We know Gojo's gonna win, right? Like, like that's that's, that's pretty obvious, right? Yeah, uh, yeah. But at this point, at this point, I. I've wanted to um, get into Jujutsu Kaisen, but all I keep seeing is the, uh, it's it's the Gojo show. It's all about Gojo. Gojo the two best characters are dead: Gojo and Panda. You don't really I, need just, to watch it. <laughs> and I'm just there thinking, like, oh, oh, can you say something else about the series that doesn't revolve around Gojo? I want Gojo's tight little bussy. That's all I want. <laughs> Yeah, so that's why I'm kind of like a bit. I mean, it'll be like if it'll be like if I was um if I was going around saying uh doing exactly doing what I've what I'm doing with the Time Force video, just being like having fangasms all over Twitter about like, hey, West is the best Red Rage ever. West is the best Red Rage ever. Like that would get annoying. Like I don't care. Like it's it's you're allowed to like a character. Like it's it's so it's so toxic when people shit on people for just fanboying over a single character. You know, like but then I, they'll I do get, the exact same thing. Like I, I get I get the love for Gojo. He's an intriguing character. He's like this mischievous little boy. Uh, well, he's not a little boy. He's a fucking old man. But like, like he's he's like this he's is twenties. He's a little guy, you know. He's he's just a little mischievous little guy, you know. Compared compared to compared to us, um, Tyler, he is a little boy. Honestly, like anybody on anybody twenty or under is a boy to me at this point. Um, oh, screw you! <laughs> I, I'm an old fuck. I'm in my thirties. I can't help it. I, yeah, I see you the. You are not old, back. No, I, I see the youthful no. twinkle in somebody's eye, and I'm like, that's a child. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, I think the main point about this whole section with the Death Battle fanbase is when people take it way too seriously. I was in them yeah, I, I, I have said this before. I will say... I'm sorry, Vex. I'm good. 
I I was in those trenches. I was on the forums back in the day. Like I've seen the absolute shit show that is this community. <laughs> yeah, on. I'm like, look, I have been a fan of Death Battle for ever since 2015. I have been with this community for eight years, and some of all some of you need to learn that this isn't as serious as you make it out to be. Especially like the Death Battle haters. I like, am one of them. <laughs> I, I I've seen people be like, "Oh, Death Battle wants to cut up. Death Battle wants to Death Battle's bias." Firstly, there is no no greater bias than than you calling somebody biased. Secondly, and I will say this till the cows come home, versus debating is subjective. Yes. Yeah. It is. It's like. Go, go ahead. It is. That's the, that's the and, thing that uh, I don't fucking understand with these people is like, like I hate death battle as a concept now because it's been taken so seriously. Because everybody takes it as the be all end all for what makes a character good or bad. If it can't be Goku, it's a shit character. Yeah, and that's another thing. That's another video that we had in the pipelines because Tyler brought it up like. Whenever a character loses, uh, some people are like, whenever a character loses one fight, even though they've won every single fight up to that point, they lose one fight, all of a sudden they're a crusty uh, character, they can't win anything. Yep. That'll come eventually, but like, it, it's the, can it be Goku, though, argument that really turned me off of Death Battle. Like, it's so stupid. And, like, <laughs> like, literally, like, literally, it got to a point where... Tekken was making, as, as a joke, Aizen's chair, which is coming up in the next core of um, Thousand Year Blood War, and he just had a bunch of characters, and this was as a joke, a bunch of characters coming out saying, like, the chair could be this character, this character, this character, this character, and it was obviously meant to be taken as a joke, but then when it got to Goku, people were saying, like, oh, Goku could beat that chair, what are you talking about? Fucking hell. I forgot that video existed. Like, like, and just, like, it's a bit of elaboration on my whole thing about versus debating is subjective. Firstly, uh, uh, versus debaters are people who have an outside perspective, meaning they haven't read the story, taking fictional characters and and giving estimate, estim basically estimations, like, like, you... Like they they are they are estimated because we don't see people destroying planets in our in our real life. And not to mention, these versus debaters are pretty much most of the time amateurs who do not have the scientific or physics understanding to get most of this shit. And I'm yeah. sorry, but if if you believe your understanding about where a character is in terms of power is completely objective and and that your idea of it is right i'm gonna say this right now you are a pretentious arrogant douchebag right up what mike what, what? tyler i i know that fucking goku has the power of seven nuclear bombs and can destroy an entire galaxy how dare you say I'm a pretentious douchebag? Yeah. And also also as well, also as well, it's like people 
take Death Bell, see a character, uh, like you said, see a character losing, and feel like that ruins the character. It does not, because basically, and I'll say this to everyone out there, and we need to put this on a t-shirt, Fex, Death Battle is glorified fan fiction. Yeah, I'm not making a thousand shirts. Um, that's why I like it. Exactly, like, that's what's so fun about that's it when it's, when it's done right. It's just fanfic. Like, you're just watching people create, or, you know reading people create these debates about like what character is better but like you know at destroying each other it's so much fun to watch things beat each other up that's why the ufc so popular yeah like they're like the fact that they are not the end-all be-all like there's a reason why they stopped saying let's end this debate once and for all because it's not meant to be a bookend Right. Yeah, and that's a good thing because because if they if they had said that with the um Popeye versus Fight Saitama video, I feel like a lot of people would be a lot more pissed off at that, even more so than they would. And I'm uh, particularly one particular YouTuber, <laughs> Red Renegade Media. Oh, what was that? Oh my God! Like I I I, just, I still don't understand why those two went up against each other, other than they're just gag characters, I guess. But like. Fucking um, Saitama's not meant to be taken seriously at all. Like, he's a parody. Not, I mean, of... I know Popeye, but... Popeye's just a cartoon character, though. Like, he, nothing in cartoons is meant to be taken super seriously, I don't think. Like, like imagine imagine Luffy versus Popeye now that Luffy's cartoon, basically. Please don't okay, give them well, any ideas. I remember someone saying... I remember somebody saying Luffy could beat Plastic Man. I'm like, what the fuck are you on? I, I mean, yeah. Plastic Man's not exactly the most powerful superhero on the planet. But, like, I don't see that one even being debatable, <laughs> to be the, honest. The only... The only uh... The only, I feel like, death battles um, that don't cause up any controversy whatsoever are the parody ones. Like, say, like for example, Deadpool versus, Deadpool versus Pinkie Pie. Did, did you did not see the shit show that was the forums when Pinkie Pie was involved in a fucking death battle? <laughs> no, I didn't. I mean... No, I didn't. Uh... Like... But, Go ahead. To be fair, like people were. Ch- I mean, pe- uh, at least from my experience, like people were like pretty chill when it came to like Cole McGrath versus Alex Mercer, mainly because it was like a very like requested episode. Yeah, I didn't see uh, too much about that, but I don't really follow this particular form of media that much anymore. Um, yeah, I, I, I still say like. Like guts versus guts versus Dimitri and Bill Cipher versus Discord are must watches. Like those two are episodes are fantastic. Yeah. I would say I would say that if you um if you're the kind of death um death battle fan who's just watching them just for the fun of watching them, that's fine. We have no pro we have no problems with you. It's again just the ones who like when they see like. Like someone, like someone who saw um, guts lose to Demetria, um, they were like, "No, no, this can't be happening. Guts would always win." Even though 
Ann Arbor, who's like the biggest um, Berserk fan it, it, in the world that I've pretty much seen, even he admitted that Guts would uh, Guts uh, would lose that fight. Yeah, like I, I, I really want the kids to come after me again. Anyway, I I feel like in in the grand scheme of things, as long as you're taking this as objective, or subjective, like, fucking entertainment, and just looking at it at face value of, like, huh, that was cool to watch two people slap their fucking fists together, you're chill. But when you're the type of people that are sending fucking death threats to, like, Chad James for fucking saying Goku doesn't win against Superman, uh... You're fucking idiot, and maybe you should be in a padded cell because it's not that deep. Like, no, fucking fan fiction in general. I, I've I've been in the trenches for fanfic for years and years and years. Like I remember when My Immortal came out. Uh, <laughs> please do not go look that up. Save yourself the save yourself the few brain cells you have, audience. Um, but that's a whole iceberg. Um, if you wanna if you wanna lose your sanity, uh, that's one of the oldest uh, pieces of fanfic out there from the Tumblr era. Uh, I'm aging myself horribly in this fucking video. But yeah, that was no. that was uh, and I was in the fucking supernatural fanfic circle for a while and um y'all y'all need to be locked up uh you you need help like seriously uh <laughs> drop your favorite fan fictions if you made it this far in the comments of this video um, I'll, I'll say I'll, I'll say this right now um to uh, what my favorite fan fiction that it's a it's a bleach it's a bleach one that i really want red to red to read the one where yuzu's stone red at a instead of you uriu in uh in the thousand year blood war there you go uh i, I just enjoy this cringe if you you want to dive down it um this is uh an emo fanfic that I uh I live I am long enough on this earth to have had to fucking go through uh that. Anyway. Uh you will lose brain cells, guys, if you read that though. Um Oh god. What few you've got left after having to deal with the control chaos community. Um <laughs> but like this this fucking era of the internet has created I think the worst outcome possible for some people. And the fact that we've created this cesspool echo chamber online because of social media. I to and, the to the point where people who are actually working on the stuff that people claim to be fans of are actually being forced off social media. Yeah. Like look look no further than like Caleb Cook, for example, the translator for a lot of your favorite series. Um he just locked up his social media and said, Fuck it. Y'all ungrateful bitches don't get anything from me anymore. And like that's the reality of what you've created. Like 
There were no more like behind the scenes sciencey things for Doctor Stone. There was no more character analyses for fucking my hero. There was nothing because he just bullied him off the internet. Um, I I really do think there's one more that I can weigh in on, and then we should probably wrap this up. And yeah, I I uh, I'm coming for the the FPS fans here. You're, you're... Oh man. I have never understood um, understood like the insane passion behind uh, uh, like the first person like Call of Duty and that like listen you I I feel like are the worst of the gaming community because you claim to love something so deeply. Yet you go in this ever-loving cycle of, like, hyping something up. Like, I'm watching it right now, right? Because the new Call of Duty got revealed last week. Uh, I'm watching it right now with Modern Warfare 3. You are filleting Activision over what was originally going to be an expansion. It's Modern Warfare 2. And then they played you. Because now it's a full $70 release for what was supposed to be the year two. Because back when Modern Warfare 2 uh, 2022 was revealed, um, it was going to be a two-year life cycle so they could polish off the next Call of Duty. But now that they're seeing dwindling return for people coming back for the new Battle Pass and the new maps and all that shit, they're like, well, we'll just release it as a new game. And you're eating it up, right? But two weeks after this game drops, you're going to turn on this this one and you're going to go back to Modern Warfare 2 and say it was the best thing ever. Because I watched the fucking community fall back to Vanguard for a little bit. <clears throat> and this happens every release. When Halo Infinite dropped. And I'm kind of guilty of this one as well. I was having so much fun with it originally. But it was so lacking in content. Because... They basically didn't release any new maps for a year. So you were playing on the same, like, six maps. So it was very boring near the end. But I've never seen the community turn so quickly on the developer of a game than I watched in the Halo community with that release. Because it was full-on brigades of hate to just directed at 343. I'm just like, oh. Okay, I'll just uninstall the fucking game. Like, let me save 100 gigabytes on my hard drive. Like, fuck it. I don't care. It's a game. I have a backlog that is four generations deep that I can go and play. Because, you know, I'm a normal functioning adult. <laughs> um, But I, I was, like, disappointed in it. Like, I, I will, you know, admit I was disappointed in the fact that this game that had been hyped up for years and years and years at that point and we watched them like delay it to put polish on it and everything because remember craig the the elite uh meme <laughs> or the brute craig the brute um craig like it was this ugly ass fucking brute animation that got turned into a meme for the longest time online uh which was fucking hilarious to watch but, like, we watched it go from that ugly thing to one of the most beautiful Halo games ever created. I think second only to Halo Reach. But 
like because there was no content it was just like hate 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 directed to the developers um and it's pathetic that it just spiraled in the span of what seemed like a month to that <laughs> like literally a month it took for them to turn on the developers from release and then you have uh shit like Overwatch and Siege turn into absolute shit shows. I think Overwatch is more warranted though cuz you had them you had a literal promise roadmaps for Overwatch 2, right? And not a single fucking thing has been delivered in that one. Um they even canceled the the PVE portion of it, which was the big reason why they said they were shutting down Overwatch 1 and transitioning everything over to Overwatch 2, which is essentially the same goddamn game, again, because this is Activision and this is all they know how to do, uh, is they just put out the same game with a few little minor tweaks and then called it a whole new game. But the fact, and I'm, I'm not a fan of the trend of uh, canceling whole sides of projects. So I'll, I'll side with the community's toxicity there. But that doesn't warrant the outrage that it created to where it was like full on death threat brigades and, you know, doxing published, uh, doxing the development team to a degree and everything that happened there. Um, none of that is warranted. I, I will side with the fact that, like, you need to hold the company responsible. Uh, if they're promising something and not delivering it, hold them accountable, right? Because that's the reason why you're paying $70, $80, $90 for these games nowadays is because of the promises they put out. That side of it, 100% behind. But it doesn't need to devolve into chaos. Um, and the Siege, uh, because people one trick in these types of games so like say you're a frost main uh, like i was and then your character gets nerfed because it's broken right kind of like a ban list in Yu-Gi-Oh. uh they take that away or they limit it right i'm trying to relate this to you luke because i see tyler's muted here um they, they limit the abilities of this. So, like, instead of having, like, X number of damage or X number of cards, you'll be knocked down to, like, a 1. Uh, like, oh, you can only use one Sakuretsu armor in this deck now. Uh, so they, they started nerfing characters like Frost and Finca and Ly uh, Lion because they were so broken, and those were characters that were, like, super popular, and that's what kind of led to the downfall of Siege for a lot of people, and then you saw that same cycle of hate uh, get directed yeah, at Ubisoft. I, yeah, and this is why I never got into FPSs. I love FPSs. I don't play them competitively anymore. Like, I, I don't have the time to sink 7,000 hours into learning every single map uh, like I used to when I was a kid. Like, I was fucking phenomenal at Halo Reach back in the day. I sank so many hours into that game. Um, and, like, once I, that got to the point where that was my entire life, I'm like, do I want to just pursue, like, pro gaming, or do I want to, you know, have a life? <laughs> and I, I chose a you life. You wanted a life. Um, 
I saw like between my senior year of high school and well let's let's rephrase that between my freshman year of high school and halo 3 and halo reach in my senior year i sank 3500 hours in each of those games and i did nothing else but play those two games wow i would i would get home from school I would sit in front of my TV, turn on my Xbox 360, I would get a fucking can of Monster, dump a five-hour energy into it, and just stay up all night playing Halo. And then I got up from the, like, hour sleep that I had, go to the gas station. My The gas station attendant knew me by name. They would have my order there for me at the counter. I would walk to school from the gas station because the gas station was right across from my school and I would sit in my fucking Spanish class because that was my first period and sleep. (laughs) And then after my, because I didn't give a shit about Spanish because it wasn't really required. It was just my elective. Um, I would crack open that five hour energy, dump it into my can of monster and then just power through science and then do the same thing the next night. Every day, from freshman year to senior year. That was my life. Well, my life was a little bit more different because I, uh, because I didn't fall asleep in class. I, I, uh, I fell asleep a lot in class. Like, okay, I had this one teacher in eighth grade who would literally, like, would either A, lick you on the forehead, or B, spray with a squirt bottle. I would probably throw a book at my teacher if he sprayed me with a squirt bottle like a cat. Because that's the kind of person I was in high school. (laughs) I've mellowed out a lot, and a lot of that is thanks to weed. Yeah, I I had some pretty cool teachers when uh, when I was in high school. I I, I, I look back at some of it, and I'm like, I was a cunt in school. I wish I could go back and change some of it, but like whatever. Uh, I think we all wished we could go back and change some change some of it. Like, um, for example, I really wish I wasn't such a. I really wish I could go back in time and say to my younger self, "Hey, stop crying TV because you'll have nobody. You'll have nothing but people repeating what you what you said over and over again to your face for a year." Could you imagine if that was you now in like the Rick and Morty era? Like, it turned yeah. me into a pickle, Morty. <laughs> Yeah, and then people and then people say, Luke wants to be turned into a pickle. Luke wants to be turned into a pickle. Give me uh, my Szechuan sauce. <laughs> uh, uh, but yeah, um, I had uh, yeah, like I said, I had uh, pretty cool teachers. I mean, one of them still lives near me, so I still see them occasionally. I am half a state away usually from where I grew up, so that's pretty cool. I don't have to deal with any of that. I, I I couldn't imagine being the me I am now in my tiny conservative town. <laughs> but like, yeah, it's, it's just like chill out, people. It's a fucking shooter's not the end of the world. I, I yes, lo- it is. It, it is especially especially with Americans. Oh yeah, I mean, like your gun culture here is fucking next to none. But like, I I'm loving watching Counter Strike Twitter right now. 
just melt down because the game's not finished. Um, even though it's... Sh- I don't know how that game released into such a fucking bad state, considering how long it's been in development, and the fact that they just replaced the launcher for CSGO um, with CS2. What even is Counter- Counter-Strike? Uh, a shooter that's uh, a thinly skinned gambling simulator. Uh, <laughs> I, 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 I jest, but I don't. Um, there's literally like dedicated sites to opening cases for that game because, like, the skin culture in that game, like, is so insane that there are skins out there that are worth like thousands of dollars. That's how I paid for a bunch of my games originally on Steam's, like, just selling skins in CSGO. <laughs> Which, but by the way, speaking of Steam. Um, I, I'm going to be a toxic fanboy fan right here um, uh, for the last little bit. Like, how dare you not bring any of these retro games to Steam? Luke, I can't even get fucking Prototype 1 and 2 to work on my PC. I don't think I want to try to get The Sims 1 to play on my PC. I just want The Sims 2 on Steam again. I want fucking... I, I would love to have Worms 1 and 2 on there. Yeah, Worms 2! I would... Pe- I, I I don't if they came out Worms to is is ten pounds here I would pay that ten pounds instantly I I want Hexen on there that's what I want I want fucking Hexen back I just yeah. want I just want a computer that can I just want a gaming PC that can run Steam yeah that's what I want like, guys yeah um hopefully you'll get one in the future Tyler yeah. But yeah, I think we should start wrapping this video up because it's I believe it's coming up to two hours. So I'll say my final thoughts on this topic. Um if you like these if you like any fan bait, if you like any franchise or anything like that, and you just wanna and you just wanna express it in a civil way, that's fine that's fine. More power to more power to you. Um but at the same at the same time, don't be one of those people who feel like, hey, this this hey, this shouldn't be happening. This is how I want it. If you don't like it, then you can mm-hmm. get out of my fan base. You do not own the fan base. Yeah, like I, I, right now we're playing a little bit gatekeepy uh, with things, and I that comes with the, the metal culture that's built into me. But um, right now we're watching the Power Rangers fandom uh, turn on one of the Red Rangers because of stuff like that, because he's not what a Power Ranger would be. Um, nope. And I know, and I know I said um, um, that we wouldn't let um, outside influence judge, uh, judge our um, watch through of Power Rangers, but in his case, it's an exception. It's an exception to the rule. See, uh, Luke, it's always a Red Ranger. It's always a Red Ranger. Yeah, like like I said to myself, I wouldn't I wouldn't judge I wouldn't judge um Cole's uh, Cole's act about what he did um versus what we're going to be watching in Wild Wild Force of Samurai. But with um this particular Red Ranger, I'm not holding back. Like th- you can't. Uh, how do I want to word this? You can't be a force for good and promote hate. And the entire message of power rangers is love and respect and admiration for your fellow man and yeah 
if you're out there promoting hate, you are not a Power Ranger. Yeah, that that's why that's why I'm saying like because uh, with Cole's actor, I generally believe that it was that not condemning what he did, but I I believe it was more a uh, more a moment of enrage uh, enrage um, actions that went too far. Yeah, there's there's a big difference. I I'm still going to hold accountability there for what he did, but like there's a difference between that and what we're seeing right now with uh Megaforce uh which is yeah. an unfortunate uh side that is a little bit too personal for me um what he's out there promoting and yeah seeing Austin St. John like it and then take his like back when he got backlash just shows that he also believes in that kind of thing. Yeah. Which I'm, isn't at all surprising is like everything that I've seen from him from like uh being around him at conventions and stuff, like I always thought he was more of a libertarian, but I wouldn't shock me if he was full blown conservative. Um which politics and aside fa- And the fact that he, um um Andrew Gray um deleted that tweet shows just how much of a coward he truly is. If you're gonna be hateful cunt, own it. Own, yeah, don't own don't your hate. Like, yeah, Let's fucking own it. Yeah, you're a piece of shit, but at least you have a sliver of integrity. A, a, like a, a teeny tiny sliver. I'm talking about the size of a freaking tardigrade. Yeah. So when we get to so when we get to Mega Force, we can we can shit on Troy as much as possible. I I love the fact that um I think it was Power Rangers Daily that tweeted a, a photo of the Megaforce team with a uh, him cropped out. <laughs> um, but like, and again, I'll say this. I'll say this. Um, again, um, and I'll bring it up in the Cosmic Fury video. Um, it's sad when a character who is canonically um sixty five million years old is more progressive. The Uber Boomer. The Uber Boomer. I, I don't get it. When, when they were talking about that, I thought they were talking about the actor who. No, we were talking about the character. It's it's funny, right? Because I it's it's such an old franchise at this point, but you're seeing now with the super polarizing politics of um, our modern society, we're seeing the the plot line being drawn right there in the middle of like what power ranger is a piece of shit and what one isn't like and it seems like every time there's a controversy it's the red ranger either he's committing tax fraud or he's coming out being a transphobic piece of shit or you know it it's just you know anti-vax or anti-science stuff coming out about them Hey, what? Yeah, yeah. Hey, what? what? Who said that? That's uh, Wes's actor. Damn it. Damn it, Wes, why? Wait, what's, he, what's Wes said? He's uh, anti-vax. Okay, that kind of ruins Fex, not Fex, Wes a little bit for me, but not as much as it not as much as what um Andrew Gray has said. Yeah. Like I I uh, like, I can see religious was... perspectives for some of that. Um but like there's also the need to be scientifically 
based in life um because he quoted religion as his reason uh i don't know anything about that one too deeply so i'm not going to weigh in it judgmentally i just have seen like a anti-vax and then did about five minutes of research on it uh, and yeah he's tweeted a lot of anti-vax shit <laughs> Why can't why can't they just be like, hey, um, if you if you believe in this that that's that uh, if you believe in this that's cool and blah 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 and all of that, but I don't pl- personally believe in this for personal religious reasons. Yeah, like at that point, I'd be like, okay, whatever, that's your choice, I guess. But also, I'm going to believe in science and not, um, you know, risk yeah. my own life. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, Jason Fawn. I love you as an act. I love you as an actor. And I loved you as West, but you're completely wrong about being an anti-vaxxer. Yeah. Um, but yeah, like uh, it's always Red Ranger. I just find that fascinating. Um, I, now, I, I, now, I'm just, I'm just worried about what Amelia, um, Amelia and Sato's actors, what, what the curse will be with them. Um. Uh, Having um, one really good hip sway for Amelia's, um, <laughs> yeah, the I've sass in her fucking morph is just top tier. <laughs> I, I I didn't even pay attention to that till like the fucking. I uh, did an email until somebody tweet. actually posted it. I'm like, wait, wait, let me go back. Yeah, she's just got that sass to her, um, which I love yeah, for it, the. It's gonna turn. Go ahead. It's, it's gonna turn out that. Uh... I don't know, maybe Russell Curry doesn't use a turn signal and Hunter Deno chews with their mouth open or some shit. Okay. Which, compared Which to the other be, stuff. But... To be fair, I've I, I've chewed with my mouth open Same. plenty of times. Yeah, it, to be fair, this is this is not true. This is not true. This is not true. I'm making a joke. Yeah. You can I, have transparent for both the end and our audience. <laughs> I, I I find it just absolutely hilarious that like we can sit here and predict like stupid shit like that, and then it'll probably come out in the next couple of days that one of them had done something stupid. Um, I- I'm predicting that Russell Curry will have come out and he just got 86 from a bar because he was celebrating too hard after being resurrected again. <laughs> <laughs> Which again would be uh, w- wouldn't be as bad as what Andrew Gray has been doing. <laughs> Uh, taking the taking the piss out of all of this, like I hope you enjoyed this fucking video, guys. This has been yeah. fun. Um, yeah, I I but gotta yeah, get ready. To... My... Don't be a don't be a talk to- don't be a toxic fanboy because nobody likes you if you're one of them. Yeah, I gotta get ready to head exactly. out. So, peace for me. Peace for me. Peace for me too.